Andrew, you sound sexy. Sorry. Or you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Andrew, I think you say sorry too much. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Can you I, I, meant, I meant to say sorry. I fucked that joke up. Can we start over? I think you say sorry too much, Andrew. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing it up because I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, man. I just tried oh, to. Oh, man. I just think that you overly apologize for stuff that you don't need to. Insema makes you feel awkward, though. I understand that because mm-hmm. he does that to everybody because he's a bully. But you he's, don't need to apologize. It's funny. I do notice when other people apologize too much. Mm, yeah. You know? yeah. I say, mm. I definitely sometimes will say goodbye too much, even though I try to juggernaut a lot of people. There's also situations I get into where I shake someone's hand and say bye like 17 times or like say bye like, and then I'm not really gone and they're not really gone and then we're still here. And but are you typically trying to leave the situation when you do that? Yeah, like, I think like, so. Bye. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What yeah. you eating, man? What's going on over here? You know what? I'm going to be real. More of you guys need to be need you to try up this on your shit. Diet? That looks like a pastry. What is going on nah, here? Nah, nah. More more people need to try this. Like Did I'm melt down. I'm surprised <laughs> that I'm surprised that more people in our audience haven't really tried the tasty pastry from Legendary cuz they're really fucking good. Like and the macros are crazy. 20 grams of protein, 5 grams of net carbs. Like and how many calories total? 180 Getting in my way. 180. Got it. And if you're a chubster like me, you dip that shit in your protein drink. Like that's a chubster mm-hmm. move and a meathead move all wrapped into one. I wish it wasn't the afternoon right now because I would have dipped it in my coffee, but mm-hmm. I'm breaking my fast right now. So your boy's just going to have this with a uh, Zoa energy drink. They don't sponsor us, guys. It's just we have some. And they're good. Yeah. Dwayne. The Rock. Bro, I think you're involved in this company somehow. <laughs> just build a fork over some dough. Oddly enough, they taste good. Derek actually, though, Derek, more plates, more dates. He didn't like he, the pre-workout. He did it. He did a whole video going on why it sucks. Oh, did he? Did he break down all the ingredients and stuff? He broke down all yeah. the ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he knows this shit, and it's sometimes it's hard to get out of that space. Mm, you know, yeah. like uh, just let some shit taste good and yeah, have some caffeine. Exactly. And one thing I'll say about this shit is it tastes fucking amazing, and it has caffeine. Mm-hmm. So there let's you go. go. But yeah, tasty pastry. Uh, the what's it called? Brown. This sugar. was brown sugar. Mom, eat both. You want me to get would you eat one? Both. No, I'm good. Brown sugar and strawberry, same time. Well, this one's strawberry. Yeah, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have both. Do I'm you have hungry. a particular way of eating it, or you just start going down? Andrew, that? tell me your the, way. So the brown sugar, cinnamon one, is insane. I'm gonna put the camera on you because you're eating it. Oh, but, uh, he's got a style going. Yeah. Like, I do the same so, thing. Uh, I want the you outside know what? first. Fuck, that's what you were talking about. Sorry, you can explain that one next. But what I was gonna say is the brown sugar cinnamon in the and microwave for fi- dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> For oh, fifteen for fifteen seconds in the microwave, it comes out tasting like a cinnamon roll, mm, like yeah. legit cinnamon roll. Somebody who eats a cinnabun and then goes to eat that, you're going to be like, "You're a fucking liar." Well, I don't eat cinnabun, so I'm sorry. But the closest thing I can get to one is the tasty pastry brown mm. sugar cinnamon roll. But what Encima's doing here, uh, I didn't know, Mark. That's how you ate them, but that's what I adopted. Is the tasty pastries come as a big, big rectangle? Right, it's got the the frosting down the middle, and on the edges, we'll say it's got a crust. It's not not the bullshit crust like a pop tart that mm-hmm. you, know, you kind of avoid. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, though, see what he's doing is he's eating the outside edges first. So you're getting pretty good flavor right there. Nothing wrong with that. That's how I do it. This is how you eat. Never mind. Yep. 
You start on the outside and then you work your way in. <laughs> yep. yep. Until you get That's to how the you good eat a lot stuff. Of other things, kids. Until you get to the. I have a lot of practice. <laughs> practice makes perfect. <laughs> so now Enzima's just left with a landing strip of frosting. Is yeah. fr- a landing strip? <laughs> wow. And it eats one edge first. Mm-hmm. And that's a good bite. Because he edged it first. He did edge it, wow, yes. Nice job. That's perfectly said. But they taste good together, too. Like, yo, <laughs> this is so good. You're so it, fat. Guys, you really need to check it out. If you haven't already, get yourself a box. My my favorite flavors are strawberry and brown sugar, but apparently yeah. they have a cinnamon roll on their website? No, dude. It's, the, tastes, it's that one in your hand. The, the, brown, the sugar brown sugar cinnamon tastes oh, yeah. like a cinnamon roll out of the it microwave. It tastes like a cinnamon roll, yeah. yeah. But you He's so lost in how good they taste. You yeah, seem to missed his true calling. Should have been a professional eater. Yeah. <laughs> you pussy like that? <laughs> you know that? <laughs> the way this guy can eat, I've never seen anything like it. That's yeah. from a vigorous Steve He just thing. gets so excited. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. That stuff's incredible. You guys have, like, we're not bullshitting you. This stuff tastes, it tastes so good. My, my kids love it. Well, I can't eat it around my one-year-old because he does want to, like, he wants to p- p- pick out everything now. So I'm like, whoa, like, hold on, wait your turn. But my daughter, she loves them. Uh, I wouldn't say she's the pickiest eater, but she's not going to eat a protein bar. Mm. And, oh, that's the other thing. All right, if you guys are up on YouTube drama and shit, Remington James and uh, Greg Doucette, we're going back and forth talking shit about each other's protein bars. I love both guys, okay? I hope I wish them nothing but success. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, these macros are actually better than those protein bars uh, taste-wise. You know, different strokes for different folks, but for my macros, 180 calories, 20 grams of protein, and the flavor. Five net carbs. Five net carbs, and you can get into like, oh, but they put, you know, fiber and blah, blah, blah. It's insoluble fiber. They they are smart. They know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, you can't go wrong with a tasty pastry. So head over to eatlegendary.com. Get, for sure, get the strawberry. For sure, get the brown sugar and the cinnamon. chocolate and those other flavors are good too. Chocolate's My amazing. My favorite is just brown sugar and strawberry. Yeah, same here. I, you just can't miss with those. Uh, load those up into your cart and use promo code Power Project for twenty percent off your entire order. Uh, don't even know if that comes out to even cheaper than the other two guys, but like I said, like dude, macro wise and taste wise, you cannot beat the legendary foods tasty pastry. Yeah. So head over to eatlegendary.com. Again, promo code Power Project to save twenty percent. Uh, links to them down in the description, as well as the podcast show notes. You know, we need more stuff that helps bridge the gap. You know, between fitness and just like real world shit. You know, like things that <clears throat> a good thing to try with a tasty pastry is to put it in front of a kid. Mm. Mm-hmm. They'll like it. They'll dig it. Yeah, the kids are kind of like the ultimate the ultimate test. Now they might not. It might not taste like like if a kid is used to eating like a lot of junk, it might not have that same level of sweetness that they may be used to, but it's an awesome alternative. And I think we need more things because like, we're just like, we're lost in our own little world here of fitness. Yeah. And uh, I remember talking with Austin Baumgarten in the gym before, and it was some protein something or a protein shake or whatever. And someone's like, that tastes like a, that tastes like a chocolate milkshake or something. And Austin just looked at the guy like he wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> and he's like, a chocolate shake from where? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to get out of the way. These guys are going to fucking go at it. And he's like, I don't know, like a McDonald's chocolate shake. And Austin's like, no. And he's like, it doesn't taste like a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. He's like, it tastes like fucking protein powder. Mm-hmm. He's like, I realize maybe it tastes better than some of the other protein powder that's out there. He's like, but any 
like normal person is going to be like, I can still taste that it's got 30 grams of whey protein in it as opposed to 30 grams of fat and 60 grams of sugar or whatever it might be for mm. a shake. So we do need more stuff that helps kind of bridge that gap. And I that's will, a little bit what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. I will say though, the within you vanilla mm. with mm. milk, because yeah, I, I like my, I like, like it's great with water. Mm-hmm. Like it actually is really good with water, but milk. The shit actually does take like a shake. Yep. It really does. And you could probably do some stuff with the voodoo you do with xanthan gum oh, to make it a shake yes, consistency. And it truly then does taste like a vanilla milkshake. No, no, no lie. I made Good a, on the macros. I made a steak shake ice cream last night. There you go. And it was a double scooper of the steak shake, lots oh. of ice and some heavy cream and a little bit of water. And it was, yeah, creamed my pants a couple times. It was so good. You savage. So you're gonna do this in Smelly's kitchen, by the way. Oh yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so my good. my go to has been a, a bunch of Greek yogurt, mm-hmm. big old fat scoop of within you vanilla protein, some heavy cream. Uh, I do I do one for like the like the IG, and then I do one for reality. Like so, like I do a little splash <laughs> for IG, and then I do the real one, and I pour it in there. Yeah. Uh, mix that all up and throw some fruit on top. Mm-hmm. It tastes like fucking ice cream. Like, and again, like Austin, I can hear him like compared to what (laughs) (laughs) yelling in the background. Yeah. That's not ice cream. Yeah. That might not equal ice cream. Right. But it's our, if you can be patient enough and put it in the freezer for like half an hour to an hour, like dude, it's man, it's so easy to, to enjoy some really, really healthy treats. Mm. You know, it's, it's just, you just gotta just switch over, like stop eating, going to the drive through. Mm-hmm. Would what? you say you're enjoying life, Andrew? Absolutely. Would you say you're enjoying life? Mike? Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. For today, we're gonna be. We got uh, our boy Sal from Mind Pump. He was on Nick Bear's podcast recently, and I, I would recommend that that people listening to this show check out some of these other shows. These guys have great information. Yeah. Nick, uh, obviously, he's running like a savage, and he's still jacked, and he's still big, and he's still strong. And then the guys over at Mind Pump, they have great information, and they've been nothing but uh, just insanely kind-hearted to us, sharing all kinds of information information with us, business information, kind of behind-the-scenes type of stuff that you don't even expect people to share with you. So uh, I'm grateful for them and uh, just grateful for the information that they put out. But Sal, you know, really eloquently uh, kind of paints a picture of why there's such a gap between um, – the fitness industry and getting the regular person kind of on board with just fitness in general and starting to uh, develop some of these disciplines and have these habits ingrained into your uh, your kind of daily life. And so we're going to play a clip, if Andrew, if you can hit that mm-hmm. clip up so people can hear it. Yeah, let's see what we got here. How many, how many times have you talked to somebody? Oh, yeah, I used to work out and do that, but I just, you know, I, I just want to enjoy my life now. All the time. Yeah. What a strange thing to say, right? I don't exercise and I don't eat right because I want to enjoy my life. Very, very strange if you really think about it because you know as well as I do that good exercise, good diet improves the quality of your life. You are able to enjoy it better because your filter through which you experience life is this healthier, more fit and vibrant and more mobile body. And yet here we have people telling us they stopped because they want to enjoy their life. What does that tell us? They went into it the wrong way, man. They had a totally terrible relationship with it to the point where they stopped because it was detrimental to the quality of their life. That just tells you right there. Andrew, tell me what you're hearing when you hear that. <laughs> I hear I hear a lot because um, 
when you're talking to people that aren't in it, when I say in it, I mean like they don't wake up and know that they're going to exercise that day Mm -hmm. to some fashion. Mm. They, they want to know how long they got. They have to jump on a diet to reach that finish line. So that way they can then no longer be on that diet Mm. because from where they are right now to the end of that diet, there's going to be, I can't do this anymore. I can't have that anymore. There's going to be some form of sacrifice in order to see the scale, the number on the scale, what they want it to to say. Mm. What, what he's saying there is so freaking crucial because if they start thinking there is no finish line, like this is just your habits, this is just who you are now. It's almost like the, the habit, dis, or the, the finish line disappears and you're no longer chasing that carrot that's out in front of you. No matter how fast you run, you're just not going to catch up to it. But now eliminate the carrot altogether and be like, this is just who you are. But they see it as how long do I got to suffer so that way I can get the, mm-hmm. the weight that I want, the body that I want. So when I get there, I can now live my life and have whatever I want and you know, have my cake and eat it too. Mm. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think people think they're going to like accumulate stuff and pile it up. And same thing with money. They think they're going to accumulate money, pile it up, and then not have to work another day. Kind of same thing here. I'm going to pile up this body. I'm going to have a great body because I did this diet for X amount of weeks or X amount of months even. And once that happens, then I'm going to chill. That's when I'm going to calm down. And even I'll say stuff like that to myself. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna th- probably when I'm like, you know, 50, maybe I'll, and I'm like, that ain't ever going to happen. It's not going to happen financially. It's not going to happen with my body. <laughs> I just want to keep advancing. I just want to keep figuring out ways of getting better. What are you hearing in SEMA? Man, I, um, I was listening to the uh, Blinkist is an amazing app. By the way, fuck yeah! Told you guys about it. It's this app that kind of gives you summaries of books. I usually, if I find a book I'm really interested in, I'll I'll listen to the Blinkist, then I'll go buy the book and mm-hmm. go through the book. Nice. But I was listening to this book, Happy Fat, um, and it's by this author who, because guys, I'm really <laughs> what <a> great name, <laughs> guys. I'm really trying to get into and, and learn about individuals who 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 think about fat phobia a lot. Like she's, she's a heavier woman. Um, she's kind of against the dieting industry and diet culture. Um, and I, I really just want to understand the viewpoint on the other side of individuals who aren't focused on fitness. And she was, you know, talking about how like there's internalized fat phobia, how like 95% of diets fail and they probably won't work if people go into it, blah, blah, blah. Right. And Sal's talking about this right here. And Andrew, that was the, what you mentioned that there's no finish line. The thing is, is like, first off, yeah, people get into diets. They get into unsustainable habits that they can't continue over time. Let's say they do lose weight. And the reason why there's this idea that 95% of diets fail is that most people are going into these eight week, 12 week transformations, you know, three month transfer, like, yeah, 12 week transformations, having habits that they cannot maintain. And then once they stop because they hit an inevitable brick wall, life gets in the way, something gets in the way, they don't have good habits as far as sleep, et cetera. They go back to their old habits because they're so ingrained and they gain the weight back. And then they say, well, that's because dieting Mm. doesn't work. 95% of diets fail. This is, this is unhealthy, blah, blah, blah. Right. But if you can change your habits, if you can look at the way you get yourself to sleep each night, look at your relationship with substances, look at your relationship with food and how much you eat each day and what you do when you're turning to food and slowly change these habits, 
it turns into things that we're doing. We love to eat. I had pizza when I on the day that I went to go. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Andrew, you hear this? What do you mean you had pizza? Wait a second. Um, you, you know have that, abs, bro. You can't the... eat pizza. <laughs> There's this place called Mod Pizza. It's one of those. Places. Oh yeah, yeah. You get so to pick, fucking yeah, good. You get to pick exactly what you want. And I don't get why you would. Okay, okay, Andrew. Before you go in, I don't get why you would get any other pizza because I just kept saying add more beef, add more pepperoni, oh, add more oh, beef. Gotcha. Add, and yeah, you don't yeah, pay yeah. anything more. They just keep slapping on the meat, and she was getting frustrated with me because I just kept telling her to add meat. But we were going on a hike on Sunday, and the place. <laughs> we wanted to go they wouldn't let us in until two so we're like okay let's get some pizza so we got some pizza and i loaded up with meat and it was the only thing i ate that at that time but then we went on this hike um i went home i ate a steak and it was cool but i wasn't bothered by eating that pizza because number one it was the only thing i ate so far in that day right right? and i enjoyed it and it was cool i didn't feel bad about it but it's because of all these other things that i i do not eating all day long Mm -hmm. you know i don't intake excess calories from drinks and all these things we talk about and i I don't eat pizza every day but when i do it doesn't get in the way of my goals or my progress and it's not a bad food you know it's just like how much of it you have and do you have it every day that's the thing right and you and when you do have it you get to enjoy it right absolutely Mm -hmm. um this is a lot of what Sal pointed out, I mean, the guy's a fucking genius. I mean, he's said a lot of really bright things on our show, and he continues to say smart things. But, like, I just was kind of mystified at how well he was speaking uh, from the other side, it seemed like. But yeah. that's a guy that has a lot of experience working with a lot of people and someone that has probably felt the frustration of some of his clients. He's probably been frustrated himself. And it's kind of heartbreaking in a way. You're tr- you really are. Tr- you're trying to help people. They they're giving you money. You're trying to provide a service. They told you that when they signed up, they want to lose twenty pounds, thirty pounds, maybe more. And you're having a hell of a time trying to figure it out. And what he also mentions in the podcast, and this is stuff that I've found as well, is people think it's just like a lack of discipline. Like they don't know how. I don't understand how to do it. Uh, I'll never have the discipline you guys have. We hear that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, the gym thing, it's not for me. I'm not into that. And we hear a lot of this uh, kind of talk, but then we come to find out the person's a fireman. We come to find out the person's never miss a day of work. We come to find out the person's a devoted husband, devoted mother, whatever the case may be. And you're like, oh, well, this person has a giant, endless well of discipline, it appears. When it comes to a lot of other things, they just haven't mastered this one part of their life. And, you know, hopefully over time we can figure out how to get them there. But one of the things I thought was really compelling about what he said is he mentioned the word filter. And I love that he used that word because that's, that's what it is for me. Like I go out and run and I'm like, yeah, man, like whatever happens for today, like I'm chill with it. Mm -hmm. I got fucking jujitsu karate moves for it. Like, I don't really know those things, but I have disciplines in my body that will help me defend myself away from whatever the hell is going on. I can give it a kaya. <laughs> I can give it a fucking karate chop here and there. And I don't have to. Yeah. And I, and I could sit there and like not even look, you know, when I do the chop. It's or like whatever. Neo from the Matrix. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, remember that? Yeah. And the bullets. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was and I've mentioned Bruce Lee being like my symbol, you know, like my symbol of peace. Right. And he mm-hmm. fucks everybody up. <laughs> but who else would be like. You got to think in a situation where there's six people surrounding you, Uh Bruce Lee's like, 
this is going to be awesome. Like these guys picked the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have this skill set to deal with the stress, with this harm that's trying to be inflicted upon me. So I really like the word filter because he's able to filter whatever's coming in and have a different interpretation, a different perspective from it, uh, you know, based off of what's coming at him in the day. The perspective that I think is very interesting though, because you know, he mentioned that individual who says, um, you know, I stopped doing that. I stopped doing the exercise. I stopped doing this or that so I could enjoy life. And I think later on in that clip, Sal actually mentions like the, the main reason people think that like people look at me and I've heard this before. They're like, oh, you must be so strict or you must you must not really have that much fun or you, you must be super restricted. Right. Like uh, people think that because of the way I look and uh, the way I eat that I must have like a very restricted diet or my life must not be fun as far as when it comes to food. And same with you, same with you, Andrew, but that's not true. Um, That's not true at all. And it's because of the way that we approach exercise It's because the way that we approach food, I can understand somebody not doing everything that we do from the get go, because we know that to change and to be able to progress as far as fitness is concerned, you need to slowly change and like, first off, figure out what the bad habits you have are, because if they're your habits, you might not even realize they're bad. You might not realize that being on your phone before bed and going to bed late is bad for you because mm-hmm. it messes with your sleep. You might not realize that keeping certain foods in the house is bad for you because you keep it there because other people live with you, but you end up binging on it every now and then and it adds up. You might not realize that drinking certain things is bad for you because those calories can add up or that alcohol affects your sleep before you go to bed and you don't sleep well and it messes with your decision-making the next day. Mm -hmm. Your cravings and decision-making the next day. So you might not even realize that that's one of the things that's totally fucking you. But we do and we have these little habits. I drink, but I don't really drink past 6 or 7 p.m., right? Because I know it's going to mess with my sleep. Um I, I'll, I'll fast for some of the day, but when I eat, I eat a lot of food. So I feel satisfied. I don't feel like I'm restricted at all in terms of food, but we have these little things that make our life so easy and so enjoyable that I believe that if in the individual that Sal was talking about, if they had an opportunity to do the things that we do our ha- like, and if, if our habits were ingrained in them, they feel that life was fucking amazing. This takes a long time. It really does. It takes a long time. And what Andrew mentioned about the finish line, I think, I think it's actually amazing that people are that intuitive, that they, they kind of know what they're getting themselves into. So mm. a lot of people won't even get involved in fitness at all because they're like, ah, I think I, like, that just seems way too hard, way, way too difficult. Mm-hmm. And for the person that uh, got out of it because they said like they, they want their life to be better, because they were so tied to the, all this stuff, they just took on too much. You literally yes. like bit off more than you can chew. And we see this with people, like there's a lot of adults that they do a nine to five job, they have a couple children, um, they have a wife, they have commitments. Maybe they go to church and like the kid, one kid plays softball, the other kids uh, plays football. And you got like, you're going from this practice and that practice and like, you're kind of with your kid, but you're just driving them to and from shit. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you have the kind of quality time that you thought of when you thought about having a family. And there's so many other stresses going on that you're like, ah, you know what? For today, I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to roll through McDonald's. 
But then the next day is, well, it's Saturday and I should be able to enjoy myself. Uh, well, it's Sunday and there's football on, you know, like it just keeps going on. Oh, Monday is, uh, my mom's birthday and, Mm -hmm. and just, it's like, okay, well it's your mom's birthday. That doesn't mean it's somebody else's birthday. It doesn't mean you have to partake in whatever the thing is. And it doesn't mean that you have to miss it. Mm. Are you taking on too much? Why not take on an amount that you feel could be something that you could live with? And this is, I stole that right from Sal. He says it in the podcast. He says, let's start to talk more openly about a couple of decisions that you feel you can live with. Now, that doesn't mean that you do it from this day forward forever and you never miss a day, but could you drink two more glasses of water every day? Start to go through that list and check that off. Can I do one 10-minute walk every day? And again, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. There might be days of travel and there might be there might be some stuff that's screwed up, but these are like things that you want to try to make non-negotiable. Could I, could I do a better job of keeping my phone out of my room? I'm not even saying to keep your phone out of your room. I'm saying, can you do a better job of that? Um, can you do a better job of being conscious of how much protein you eat? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to even throw down a requirement that staples you to that, but you know, can you do that? And then from there, you can kind of walk yourself through, like, what are the foods that you like that are healthy? Can you eat a little bit more of those? I didn't even try to subtract anything yet. I didn't even try to take anything away from you. Could you replace some of the soda that you're drinking with some Coke Zeros or some other alternative, something that you feel is going to um, be a better decision than the 120 calories that you're drinking uh, from the soda and the 40 grams of sugar or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's the way you want to try to paint this picture. What are things? All right. I'm starting tomorrow. I'm going to the gym every day and I'm not going to eat any carbs. And I'm mm-hmm. going to start that on Monday and the summer's coming up by August. I'm going to be fucking shredded. You guys won't even know. You guys won't even be able to recognize me. I'm going to be so fucking lean. That's where I like, I think some people that are in fitness, that's where they start. And that fucking backfires. And people that aren't in fitness, they're like, I'm going to do this. And I heard about this guy losing 20 pounds in 20 days. They're like, I'm going to lose 40 pounds in 20 days. Watch what I'm going to be able to do. And they dive all in. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do. They still have all their other responsibilities of bringing the kid to softball, bringing the other kid Mm -hmm. to football and all the other shit that you have going on. It's just way too much. Yeah. The, uh, it, it's, it's weird when you start celebrating those, like the one decision to do X, Y, and Z. We, our, our household is just like everyone else's. Um, we are conscious about our diet and, and exercise, but there's nights where it's like n- no meat is defrosted. We got no plans. Like, all right, I'm, I'm going to drive through in and out on the way home. It happens. I remember, uh, same situation. Nothing was ready, prepared to go. Mm-hmm. No excuses for it, but just nothing was ready. It's like, I don't want to do that again. Like, no, I'm going to go home and cook, you know, some Piedmontese and actually like have like a real dinner for us. The feeling that you get after all that of being like, I didn't do the drive through thing. I didn't feed my family some garbage. I fed them some nutritious food. Like we all stayed on plan. Like we all ate together. We're happy. It sounds weird, but like 
there's no amount of any fast food or any prepped foods from somebody else that could have tasted better than what we ate that night mm-hmm. because we all fucking won, you know, and it's just those little small like wins like that. When you're on the outside, you're just like, oh, whatever, dude, like you ate dinner, no fucking big deal. I like in and out. I would have went there instead or whatever, you know, but when, when you start accumulating these points, like it just, it feels so good. It, you, like you couldn't have paid me to eat fast food that day. Mm. It would have been fucking impossible. I'm like, no, we're, I'm going to feed my family some real shit. <laughs> and on that, dude, it's like if you're someone who you, you find that you're eating out a lot, you're going out and buying a lot of fast food quite a bit for yourself, for your family, or that's one of your things, then maybe instead you make a decision to purchase some meat, purchase something that you can cook and say, okay, instead of going out to eat five times this week, I'm going to try to only go out to eat three times this week, two or three times this Mm -hmm. week. It's the thing you were just talking about. Try Mm -hmm. to lower your barrier to entry with these goals. It would be great if you didn't go out to eat at all that week. Would be great. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is like, let's say you don't manage that. A lot of people, when they don't hit that goal that they had to be perfect, Mm. they punish themselves and then they they, they immediately they just fall off the wagon. They're like, "Ah, Mm. well, I knew this shit wouldn't really work. I knew I couldn't stay consistent. I knew I fucked up. So I'm just, they go back to their bad habits because they don't think, oh, I'm, I've made it. it. It's that all in mentality that can really fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, some people can praise that. And it's like admirable when you see someone go all in on a goal and then they, you know, they've been a hundred percent and they're killing. Okay. That's great. But especially when trying to get rid of bad habits and build new habits that you are quite literally not used to doing, it's much better if you take a, you give yourself some grace and leeway when you fail, like fail when you don't actually follow through fully with that goal. Look at what you did. Good. Well, shit. You usually only cook one meal at home. Did you cook? Did you manage to cook three meals at Mm -hmm. home this week? Good fucking job. That's a move in the right direction. Can we do a little better next week or can we at least keep it to that three meals that you cooked at home? Cool. Let's progress from there. But Trying to build habits like doing the things that you do every single day and trying to put all those habits in at once. If you don't hit that goal, you, you're going to fall off. So, so if you do, if you don't hit things perfectly, understand that that's a, that's an okay thing to do. I think most people, if they were to hang with us for a few days, they would be pretty tired. You know, they'd be pretty exhausted trying to do what we do. However, we would be exhausted trying to do what they do. We're not used to it. You have a nine to five job and you think you have this cushy job where you just sit in your office and you're thinking like, it's not that hard. Well, I know Andrew's done it before, but me and Nsema would fucking die doing that. Like that would be, I mean, I'd, I'd get fired right away. <laughs> like I would just be such a shitty employee, first of all, but I can't walk in your shoes because I, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I would ha- I could walk in your shoes if it's something that I did progressively over time. If you're like Mark, you know, you work at this computer for this amount of time and then tomorrow and a couple couple weeks we're going to build up to doing this and then you got these other responsibilities. I I would I would uh, imagine that I would be able to do it. But if I just jumped in out of nowhere, mm. I wouldn't be able to do it. It would be it would be it would feel overwhelming and it would fuck with a lot of my other decision-making skills. I think one of the reasons why some of the uh, people that are getting to be really popular, and I think we're going to see 
more and more people like this, and we're going to see fitness being made fun of more. Not necessarily in like a fitness shaming type of way, but in a uh, fun kind of theatrical way, the way that James Smith does it, mm-hmm. the way that Jordan Syatt does it. Yeah. Those guys are absolutely hilarious. Um, Andrew, if you can bring up the clip of James Smith on Instagram where he he pretends he's a doctor. I mean, this clip is just this clip is just great. He takes a stethoscope, puts it on his back, and we'll just show the clip of it in a second here. But um, I think that you're going to see, because there is that huge gap, and we all know it. We're like, oh, this is normal. Uh, you know, this is normal for me to like, you know, go to Thanksgiving with my Tupperware or some of these insane freaking things that we do uh, in the fitness industry. Let me know which one it is when you see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's earlier than, is it? It's, it wasn't too long ago. It should be probably like a reel, I would imagine. It's, it's well, definitely a reel. Just go to his, yeah, go to his reels. And I also sent you something, Andrew, like pull that up later because it's kind of funny. But, oh no, it's probably not going to be in the thumbnail. Yeah, it's going to uh, be, oh, one? there you go. Yep, there it is. Okay, let me, 699,000. You guys need to be following James Smith, you, by the way. He's phenomenal. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Doctor. Very interesting. I think the reason you're not losing fat is because you're not eating. Hold on, let me start it over. My name's Dr. Smith, <laughs> and you should believe everything I say <laughs> because I'm a doctor. Very interesting. I think the reason you're not losing fat is because you're not eating enough. And I think we found <laughs> amazing the source of the problem. Carbohydrates. Whoa. If you wish to lose fat, you can never <laughs> eat carbohydrates. To examine you properly, I need you to take your shorts and pants off. Care to explain this? Eating leaves? Leaves are bullshit. Leaves do not want to be eaten. Why mm-hmm. are you eating things that don't want to be eaten? What's that? A cow doesn't want to be eaten. That's not the narrative. <laughs> doctor, especially one that's very this active guy on good. social media. The only thing I care about is people's health and patient. <laughs> And throws the money welfare. aside. I'm only doing this to help people, <laughs> not to build a following or to make money. My name's Dr. It's Smith. So good. I love that. If y'all saw the subtitles, you know, the he, subtitles are very he's creative. going after Salad Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Salad Man, but that was funny. <laughs> that, was, that was just amazing. And it, it, the, the ridicule on, the, on fitness is great. Like, you know, you don't necessarily like. I like a low carb style diet. I talk about a war on carbs and all that stuff all the time. But I also understand there's there's an energy equation to this whole thing. And for me, uh, not eating a lot of carbohydrates helps me keep my energy that I take in in check. And you get more fat. Let's like yeah. So some people yeah. who are newer yeah. may not realize you get a lot of fat yeah. and lower carbohydrates. Absolutely. Right? So. You're yeah. getting an energy. You're getting energy. Oh. What's this in Zima? Okay. I want to mention this because HDHV is a really funny dude, but he mentioned this thing about exercise, and I hope this is the clip. Um, but just play it real quick. It's only yeah. a minute. Life's too short to exercise. I'm just going to be honest. There are so many better things to do than exercise. We have finite time on this earth. And, like, this is what I'm saying. Look at her face. Exercise oh. is such a conspiracy. They go, Let's say you spend an hour on a treadmill every day. Money, even. It's not a conspiracy. Let me explain why it's a conspiracy. You spend an hour on a treadmill every day. Yeah. Somebody get out a calculator. Okay, let's say you live to be 
85. Okay, 85 years old. And used to exercising every day since 15 years old. So, okay. uh, uh, 70 years of exercise. 70 years. <laughs> so, 70 times 365 and an hour every day. How many so hours? 25,500. Divided by 24. 1,064 days. Divided by 365. It's 14 pages. It's it's just a little under three years. Three fucking years of your life (laughs) walking a treadmill. Yeah, but on page 14. Here's the thing. Will that exercise extend your life more than three years? No! (laughs) (laughs) What an interesting take. I dig it. I dig it. But. So so here's the interesting part. Like, we talk about we were just talking about exercise being dumb exercise being kind of stupid in what he's saying like it makes a lot of sense but exercise will accumulate a lot over time and depending on what you spend your exercise time doing um, if you spend your exercise time lifting weights you can assist yourself to burn more calories throughout the day and it could make it easier to enjoy certain food certain times when you do want to let your guard down and when you do want to enjoy yourself and experience certain things without being overweight without being out of breath when you go upstairs without being out of shape for parties or whatever the things are that you want to do you should be able to experience life a little bit better um, when you're in better shape rather than worse shape the thing I do find really interesting, though, is you don't have to spend that time doing something like being on a treadmill. Like, that is a good example. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think if if you are managing your weight and you're on a treadmill and you are fairly happy about it, then I think that's fine. But there's other things that you could be getting to that could probably be a better usage of your time. Mm-hmm. And I think trying to trade out burning calories and calories in, calories out isn't a great way to look at fitness. And I don't think it even really works that well. If you were to say, hey, I'm going to keep my body fat in check by doing this treadmill every day for an hour, I would say, is that because you like to eat certain foods? Like, what is that for? Because you could simply just change some of your habits with your sleep, change some of your habits with your uh, energy intake, and you don't have to spend that time. I've said this before on the show, food costs you time. Food is time. The more junk food you eat, the more time you got to spend on it. The more junk food that you eat, the more time you may spend in the hospital. The more money you're going to pay for uh, medical, you know, the more medical bills that you're going to amount. The more uh, prescription drugs that you may need. So, I I like I like like what that guy's pointing out. I like yeah. what he's saying, and it's fun. And it's funny, um, but at the same time, like we don't necessarily need a lot of exercise. So, in a way, I agree with him. We don't necessarily need a lot of exercise in order to figure out a good energy balance. I love Ethan Klein. I used to watch a lot of H three H three back in the day. Do you guys remember Just the Right Height, No Bucket Required? Mm. Yeah, yeah. He was like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. Just the Right Height, No Bucket. Okay, he, he was he was reacting to a video about a man who loves to have sexual intercourse with horses, uh, and that guy said, oh. "I heard that before." <laughs> yeah, that guy in the video was like, "They're just the right height." No bucket required. So he doesn't have to stand on a bucket to get his thing on with that horse. But um, Ethan's e- Ethan has been anti-exercise for a while. And I, I think it's really interesting because, like, I, I agree with you. I kind of get what he's saying there, like spending an hour on a treadmill each day. But when I look at, like, resistance training in the gym, there's all the benefits of getting big and jacked and having big muscles. Cool. That, that's great. But – I think of of the long term, like I see my grandma right now. She's 100, right? 
I know that if my grandma, if if weight training was a normal thing to do when she was younger and if she did it, at this point, she'd be walking around a little better, probably. She, she'd have more resiliency in terms of her body. Now, she's done a great job since she's walked all her life because her, men, her mental acuity and even her body is good mm-hmm. to some extent at 100 years old. But I think about some of the stuff that we're doing um, just to keep muscle mass on. Because as we get older, there's going to come a point where we start to lose a little bit of that muscle mass, decades and decades. Mm-hmm. But if we still have the ability at 70, 80, 90 years old to bend down and pick up a dog, a puppy, or or walk up the stairs without having pain in our hips, right? Because we have built up these parts of our body to be able to withstand time, that's not just potentially living longer, but also having a just much better quality of life because of the exercise that we do. And the weird thing is that like exercise in and of itself, it's something that's even more necessary because of the way that we live these days. We've talked about this on podcasts, but if you think back to the fucking, even the eighties, right. Uh, Or let's, let's look at the forties and fifties. People weren't necessarily sitting around at on screens or at desks as often. Movement was more of a normal thing, going outside, walking, et cetera. That was more normal. Now, like, we have to talk about taking walks. That's that's abnormal. Everything can come to us. So we need to be using our bodies more so our bodies will be more resilient and last longer and so that hopefully we can last longer. So it's a necessary thing. I wonder if this guy, does, are you aware, does he do, does he have any like hobbies that where he's like, you know, fucking skiing or water skiing or like physical wise? Like or- I, I, like I, I don't know if even hikes or whatever, but I just know like whenever exercise, like he, in the past, apparently he's tried getting that, doing that stuff, mm. but it's just never been something that's really been up his alley. Right. And I could understand some people who are like, I don't like to exercise. Um, but I just look at, I, I mean, I, I do all of this because I enjoy it, but I also look at decades down the road. How will my life be if I don't have these habits in line? Because I can see examples of that. I see examples of people who don't really take care of things, who don't move much. And it's it's obvious to see that we need to do some maintenance of this meat sack if we're going to be able to have it last a long time. It would be great to try to get a hold of somebody like that and communicate with them and, and maybe you know get them on the podcast or something and say, um, like, do you not want to you know push your mind forward like to like because your mind or your brain has like x capacity like no one really knows what it is but i'm sure he's very successful extremely so i'm sure like he's a guy who's progressing and moving forward all the time so it appears that uh he's using i don't know 80 percent of his brain and like he's got this capacity humming when it comes to his brain when it comes to things that are business related but then his heart like why 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 would he only set his heart at like forty percent of what its capacity is? Like why not expand that a bit? And because uh, we know that when you start looking into other stuff, business wise or even just interest wise, how much more that opens up a lot of other stuff. Like I don't know his background and his history, but I'd imagine something started with one small step in this direction, and it ended up being a giant leap for him mm-hmm. uh, in the long run. And that's the way. All this stuff works, and so that's why we encourage a lot of exercise. But please uh, forgive us if we sent the message of like that we think you're a bag of shit mm-hmm. if you're not in the gym. 
because fuck the gym. Like, I think the gym sucks sometimes too. Like, I don't yeah. always want to be in the gym. I, I've been in the gym for like 30 years and I'm, I'm a knucklehead and I understand all that and I get it. But I, like, I like being outside. I like doing other things. So if you never find a real vested interest in the gym, don't go. Yeah. You don't have to go. I agree with that. But I also think, and again, everyone can live their life the way they want to live it. I get that. But I also think that like, if an individual, so if you're in, if, if you want to have a life where there's potentially not a crazy amount of pain in your body as you get older, because you see older individuals always talk about low back pain, knee pain, things start to go. They don't, they don't mm-hmm. get up as much. They start to be seat bound a lot where they're just sitting a lot. And if you want to have a life where in the future you take a trip somewhere and you, and, and you want to be able to move around well, painless and feeling strong and with vitality, you don't have to go to the gym, but you should find something that can allow you to exert your body in some way and build some muscle tissue because as you get older, it gets harder to build muscle. Right. If anything, the body is like, huh, well, it gets easier to lose muscle, right? So you want to build a body that's resilient over time so that when you're in those stages of your life where you're 50, 60, 70, you can still do all those things that maybe you took for granted when you were 20, 30, 40, like going downstairs or bending down to pick something up. All these simple things, you don't want those things to be hard when you're older. If, if anything, you want those things to just be a part of life, easy. Um, and that's why like, you don't need the gym, but you still need something mm-hmm. that'll allow you to not just move, take walks outside, whatever, but build some muscle. Because thinking outside of just looking better or looking more pleasing as far as your aesthetics are concerned, you want that muscle to be able to function for life. And that's the things that I think about. And that's the things that we think about here. Body weight exercises, moving yourself up and down, you know, stairs or hills, um, carrying stuff. Like it doesn't, you don't have to necessarily hit the gym, but the gym is a way more convenient way of like getting a lot of these things done. Yeah. Um, so I think you can kind of use your imagination, body weight exercises, uh, mount, mountain biking. Like there's a lot of options that you could hold on to like good, even just going for a sprint and doing some jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a guy who's probably mid fifties, um, maybe even a little older. I saw him out at UC Davis sprinting on the, uh, on the grass and I just stopped him for a second. I said, Hey, I said, that was freaking, he was moving well. I was like, this is, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, he, he wasn't like, he didn't have like the best physique or anything. He just was kind of a normal desk, uh, job looking kind of guy. Um, he, he, he didn't have a lot of body fat on him or anything, but he also wasn't like completely ripped or anything crazy like that. Mm-hmm. I said, Hey, how, how often do you come out here and do that? I was like, that's awesome. He says every day. It's like, God damn. <laughs> and I said, do you like lift and do some other stuff? He's like, yeah, I don't really love it. But he's like once or twice a week. He's like, I, he's like, I do some resistance training. I'm like, that guy gets it. You mm-hmm. know, that guy found, okay, I like this. So I'm going to do this a lot. Yeah, there's the other thing that I know that I that would probably be in my best interest to do. I don't love it, but I'm gonna go in and make sure that I get it here and there. Yeah, simple. Yeah, I think the the biggest hurdle is just the misconception and just uneducatedness of the gym. Um, the reason why I say that because I'm thinking back about like what what hurdles I had to get through just to get to become a regular inside the gym. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everybody, my voice is all fucked up. Um, it's sexy. 
No, it's it hard to breathe without, without like trying to <laughs> cough this whole time. Mouth to mouth. Maybe. I got, I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Three way mouth to mouth. Hey, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're looking at me right in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Let's do not like that. I mean, I love it. But this thing. How come is, dogs are weird about that when you look them right in the eye? They are, huh? They are. They really are. <laughs> you ever look your dog like dead in the eye? Yeah, I do that all the time. Dogs get <clears throat> get pissed. Yeah. They start barking at you and stuff. <laughs> Not mine. I think mine are used to now because mm. I'll just stare well, at you. Well, because you probably tackle like, them. And fucking <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like it's funny they, like, you say that. They look around your face a lot. Yeah. I, 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 I heard that somewhere yesterday. I was like, and then I started mm. looking at my dog I think in the Rogan eye. mentioned it, but I've noticed it before even with my little tiny doggy. Yeah. Does Daisy get weird about yeah. you? Yeah. Andrew, don't like, lose your train of thought. I'm pretty sure I'll remember it, but no. My my youngest dog, he, like, cause he's like, he'll start barking at like the wind. Uh-huh. I'm like, motherfucker, you woke up the kid again. Yeah. And so he'll come close to me when he's asleep and I'll just stare at him and he'll be like, I know I fucked up. I was, he'll be like, I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry already. And I'm just, I'm just staring at him right in the, you know, his eyes and he just like, it's yeah, a dominance gets, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I love looking at my dogs in the eye because like they just, they just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they do that all the time. They're like this motherfucker's for real. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but he seems to be serious. Also, yeah. sidetrack. I gotta say, it feels good waking up in the morning and walking downstairs to three <laughs> wolves that just go into my backyard. <laughs> like I have dope. three huskies, so he just feels badass. Anyway, that's yeah. awesome. Go back. To going back, all what right. the resistance going into the gym was like. I just assumed gym bros were literally everybody. Not that a gym bro's bad, but like I thought like everybody was on steroids. Like I thought like all these things. And then I had no idea what the fuck I was doing in the gym anyways. Mm -hmm. So when you combine that with like bad experiences and like PE and shit, like the, the, you know, we think like, Oh yeah, just do a little bit of exercise. But it's like, dude, a little bit of exercise is like the, they want to do anything except that, you know, they'll do anything. And so it's, it's, I, I don't know how we do bridge that gap of just like educating everybody and being like, Hey, like no one's going to look at you. No one's going to make fun of you. If you ask for help, they will help you. And honestly, that's probably where you should start anyways. And if somebody's such a dick that they like, they mm. stare at you or do something in the gym, yeah, that's, that that's person. like, uh, that's not lot, cool. yeah. A lot of people have that feeling when they, they step foot for the first time in the gym, especially women. Or especially mm-hmm. people who are a little bit heavier and they're, they're, they're trying to change. Sometimes some people do have a bad experience with mm-hmm. somebody where now they're just like all these fitness people are, are that way. But that I don't think that's most people. I don't think that's no. most people in the gym. You know I, what I, I mean? think a, any decent gym will filter out those people anyways because yeah. there's going to be more people willing to help than – I mean it's going to be rare if anybody's trying to actually like – film you and make fun of you or whatever yes but like dude if i saw that i'd be like what the fuck are you doing Mm. you know i'd be i don't know like i would definitely say something like now that i know you know what's up (laughs) but yeah i'm just thinking like like the the barriers of entry like we try to make them as low as possible but i think a lot of it has to do with like the just miss information misunderstanding Mm -hmm. of like what it actually is like to go to the gym Mm -hmm. makes me want to like I think I had this idea a while back, but like filming my whole experience of like going and signing up for a gym Mm -hmm. and being like a total noob at a new location. So that way people know what to expect. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Do you guys think that everyone experiences a time in their life where they want to be stronger? Oh, I mean, yeah, I think so. I I mean, I can't imagine not. 
I mean, like when you think of like simple things, like moving objects, if you have to move, mm-hmm. right. And you have to help somebody move a couch or do something mm-hmm. like I can imagine there are instances where like you're like an individual who doesn't exercise at all or whatever, like your body feels kind of weak or frail. You know what I mean? And that's an instance where you'd want to get stronger. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking back like when I was a kid, like now I, oh, I, I, yeah. I was into sports, but I mean, whatever it is in PE, like you're, you're playing kickball and it's like, dude, I wish I was strong enough to kick the fuck out of this ball so that way I could hit a home run. Like what the most like minimalist, like stupid thing, but a kid would think of mm-hmm. like, yeah, everybody has at some point been like, I wish I was stronger to do that. Yeah. What about the kid in school? That's kind of intimidating. You know, he's known for like fighting or whatever and not saying you need to necessarily be stronger, but you'd need a skill set to mm-hmm. be able to overcome that guy or to not even sweat him at all. Like maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't even fuck with you and maybe it's not really a thing, but like you just don't like the aura that he has that exactly. he like because he wants to be mean and kick everyone's ass type thing. I think that you're ultimately going to be faced with it no matter what you do, um, whether it hits you at 80 or 90 or whether it hits you when you're 13. Um I think ultimately everybody will be faced with the realization like, man, I need to probably get a little stronger. Mm -hmm. When you're older, when you're elderly, you're going to be faced with, you know, your bones degenerating, your body uh, breaking down. And you can, uh, you could prolong a lot of this stuff with a lot of different things. Um, Just not overeating, you know, not overeating. This is like a myth and I kind of want to shoot a video on this is like, one of the fastest ways to get stronger is for most people to lose weight. Mm. And they would just be like, ah, oh, no. Like, cause they ask me all the time, didn't you get weaker when you lost weight? But I'm like, but weaker for what, you know, stronger for what body weight wise, I'm way stronger. Like you want to increase, think about your average person. They're not that strong anyway, to start with. Right. Especially if they didn't, uh, they don't have a background in lifting. Mm-hmm. Imagine just your average person loses 50 pounds. How much longer can they hold themselves on that pull-up bar? How much easier is it for them to do uh, full range of motion squats? Yeah. Um, the person who's 50 pounds overweight, if you said, hey, let me see you do 10 lunges on each leg, they would say, uh, you know, I, I think I need like a warm up. And it might be because their knees hurt and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you literally get stronger. I'm not saying for everybody because there's some people that are already thin and they don't need to worry about necessarily losing weight. But strength is something that is always going to be sitting there. And it's part of the reason why I say strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. There's not really going to be a time where you're like, yeah, I wish I was a lot weaker. Like that would have been super beneficial. If I was weaker for that fight, that would have been great. I would have got my ass kicked faster. Mm-hmm. If I was weaker to get out of that burning building, like that would have been, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you want to be bigger, stronger, faster to some extent in some, in some capacity, in some way. And I think for, I don't know anything about like what it's like growing up being a girl, but I know as, as a boy, when you're kind of in those, I don't know, between, it could happen even younger, I guess, but like between six and like, I don't know, 15, like you're kind of hit with strength stuff all the time. You see these uh, superheroes and like, I mean, think about how much you admire like Superman until you find out he's a scam. He's just a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> but think about how much you you admire like some of these uh, superhero people yeah. and they all have this shape, you know, of somebody that like lifts um, they all have kind of like this superhuman, superhuman strength that we're attracted to. And even just little stuff, like you just remember being like on the playground and being able to, uh, maybe, maybe kids are on the merry-go-round. You want to, you know, have everyone go super fast. 
and it's kind of fun <laughs> to get everybody to go a little faster or to be able to hang on the monkey bars and like just any of that stuff. It's it makes being able to hit a home run, mm-hmm. being able to kick everyone's ass on like dodgeball. You're just mm-hmm. beaming the fuck out of kids with the ball. <laughs> You're like, hell yeah, this is great. I might be stupid, but I can fuck these kids up with this ball. <laughs> yeah, stupid fucking yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it was funny, though, when we were talking about Superman being bullshit. Mm-hmm. The people that were in the comment section, like backing him up. Oh, that's like, no, Superman up? no, on his planet, he was actually still superior and da, da, da. It's like, no, nah, man. Nah, he was nah. an average schmo. Come he on, was just now. a regular ass dude. I do find it funny, though. Like, the uh, the meathead stereotype is still a thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's still, like if, some, if somebody sees that you're kind of big or that you look kind of, you know, fit or whatever, they have this expectation of probably how you think. <laughs> like, it's you're probably always thinking about protein and your next meal or your next workout or your life must be boring or your life must not be enjoyable and it must be all about the gym. Um, I know that is us. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but but you know, I I really don't like. I don't think that like to to get in good shape it doesn't have to be anything ridiculous, but to get in good shape or even build some muscle or look like a meathead, that your life literally has to revolve around working out in the gym. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm outside of here, I'm not always thinking about everything about the gym. You know, I like a lot of things outside of that, uh, but nothing about what I do. Again, I think we should get into the nutrition aspect of things in terms of how we do things, but it's, it's, it's not restrictive at all. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything as far as like food is concerned mm-hmm. or as far as any of that is concerned. A couple times a day, just like anybody else, we get hungry. Yeah. And like, I might have like, like right now I'm pretty hungry, but. If I ate breakfast today, I would still right now be pretty hungry. Mm-hmm. If I'm in between meals, your average person, I would imagine, gets hungry. Yes. We just have an ability to like shut it down so we got used to it. So mm-hmm. we just do some intermittent fasting here and there. Or, you know, a, a couple things that we, we have adopted is like, hey, let's just go for a walk. I'm not saying to go for a walk in place of nutrition and in place of, you know, having good nutrients just in your body. Just eat air. That's what you're talking yeah, about. No, right? Like just living off of oxygen. Oh, you'll that's, be fine. Yeah, yeah, you'll be full. You'll be big as fuck. Can you have ice on this diet? No. Yeah. I, well, I, that's something I do sometimes. Oh. When I feel hungry, oh, I, I just know about the ice. chew on ice. I chew ice cubes because yeah. it gives me a little bit of liquid and that taste of that water. And then you're just stuffed. Water. You're oh, like, whoa. Yeah. I'm, Wow. That's a great feeling. I am full. Yeah. yeah. Like, Why can't everybody do this? It's very refreshing. That, yeah. that's, that's one nutrition hack. Mm-hmm. Just get some ice cubes. And when you're hungry, just oh, put no. an ice cube in your Guys, mouth. Guys, he's joking. Add some salt. Guys, he's joking. <laughs> Everyone, he's joking. Please. Boy, you feel, <laughs> you feel stuffed. <laughs> Fucking people believe everything. <laughs> oh, I hope you didn't lose your train. No, of no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Hit up a walk, exercise, and you'll notice, like, when you, normally when you exercise, that kind of burn in the back of your head for for food is not as bad. Get your workout in. A lot of times it will start to subside. And then get to your food when you you get to it. But my point being is that, I've said this before as well, when I was 330 pounds, I was fucking hungry. (laughs) When I implement some intermittent fasting, I get fucking hungry. It's not an emergency. I'm not like we use the word starving, which I think is like not a great word to use because there are people that are starving in the world. That's different. (laughs) It's different, man. Yeah. It's you're just, you might just be bored or maybe it is time for you to eat because maybe you've been, uh, too calorie restricted 
as of late. And maybe your expenditure is a little higher. So maybe your body is telling you something, but we don't have to be jerked around by every single emotion or every single thing that we feel, or every single thing that we smell or see. We get to kind of control that, think about it a little bit, and then respond to it. Pat Roger family, how's it going? We talk about sleep all the time on this podcast. That's why we partnered with Eight Sleep Mattresses. Now, this mattress is the Tesla of sleep. It's the Tesla of beds. Its technology tracks your heart rate, your heart rate variability. It changes its own temperature based off the way you sleep so that you get better sleep every single night. It is quite literally insane. Check them out. Andrew, how do they get it? Yes, and before I do that, I wanted to let you guys know that you can actually set the bed to wake you up silently. I know that sounds weird, but actually, the bed starts vibrating around your head and it doesn't wake up the entire household the way my phone used to do back in the day. So now I just kind of have the bed wake me up silently and it's amazing. You guys got to head over to 8sleep.com slash power project. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash power project. When you guys go there, you'll see a banner across the top saying that you're going to receive $150 off automatically. So again, that's 8sleep.com slash power project to receive $150 off your pod pro cover or your pod pro cover and mattress combo. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes let's get back to the podcast yeah um i wanted to go back to sal on nick bear's uh mm-hmm. podcast he said something that you and i both really were into he was talking about motivation and he gave the example of like a, a new like entrepreneur i'm gonna saying i'm gonna work five uh, seven days a week 15 hours a day and in the next two years i'm gonna be a millionaire and then you know a year or even less down the road he's all burnt out he set all these goals when he was super fired up. So what Sal had recommended was set goals when you're unmotivated. Um, he didn't use the the term like they'll be more realistic, but that's essentially what he's saying. He's like, you won't build this huge mountain that you have to climb. Instead, you'll build something that you can build on top of when you start getting the motivation. Exactly. And I thought that was huge because I hear it all the time. Like, Oh, I would go to the gym, but I'm not motivated or I would do this and that, but I'm not motivated or, I start really good on Monday and then by Friday I'm not motivated anymore. People, they, they really buy, they, they, they drink the Kool-Aid. No, no, they buy into the motivational thing. They think like they have to have it. And when it's gone, so do all the habits and everything has to fucking bounce too, Mm. which is kind of crazy. That's lethal to have that kind of train of thought. And I think, you know, it's not necessarily that you're trying to think of these goals when you're, like unmotivated it's just it's not when you're like in this heightened state and fired up and excited it's when you can actually think about it a little bit more and and again uh put a lot of value on whatever it is that you're going to decide to start doing and have it be something that you're saying to yourself i'm going to adopt this i'm going to try to adopt this for a long time i want to see what this looks like for a few weeks a few months i want to have this practice going on for a period of time, see how it starts to feel. You might be wrong in the thing that you're trying at first, and you might have to keep kind of bouncing back and forth between other things. Um, but eventually, everyone's going to be faced, everyone everyone is going to be faced or pushed into a corner. Unless you die prematurely, everyone's going to be pushed into a corner where they have to think about fitness, health in some capacity. Yes, They're going to have to think about getting stronger. Their doctor's going to say, man, your blood pressure is really high. We have to do something. Then they're going to give you blood pressure medication instead of the blood pressure medication. Well, not instead of, but maybe uh, with the blood pressure medication, you work on getting yourself to a better a better spot to where maybe you don't need that medication. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could just 
if you can find some type of exercise, find a couple things to do, reduce your caloric intake. The reason for the gym, the gym isn't necessarily a place to burn calories. I think that's, I think that's the biggest myth. Yeah. People are going go to go to the gym, hop on the treadmill, I'm going to jog on there, and then I'm going to do abs and I'm going to bounce. That's, you know, you can do that, but that's not what the gym's for. The gym is for building. The gym is building your future out. You are trying to build some muscle. You're trying to gain some muscle. And yes, you'll burn calories along the way, which is fantastic. Uh, but you're also nutrient partitioning. You're shoving carbohydrates into some different spots rather than having that kind of sit in your fat cells. And in addition to that, you're also building muscle, which will build up that metabolism. You'll be able to burn more calories over time. It takes a long time. It's annoying. It can be frustrating, but you're also building up some strength in the process. And strength is something that you can see change very, very rapidly. So the, mm-hmm. the weight on the scale and the muscle mass and stuff, that might take some time. But your actual strength with certain lifts, you're going to see those go up immediately, especially if you're new. And one thing is when you're new too, don't expect that uh, it's going to feel easy. Like this thing, like changing that habit and starting to exercise or go to the gym or anything new, it's going to feel foreign. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel hard in the beginning, just like anything new that you do. If you want to pick up playing the guitar, you're going to realize that your fingers fucking hurt on the strings when you first start playing and they're sore um, and things just aren't making sense and you're going to want to quit. Or if you start doing anything, martial art, the gym, whatever, you can't expect it to just be just another thing that you you can pick up like that. Something that you're going to have to learn. And that's one thing why adults find it a little bit harder because adults aren't used to doing new things that often that they stick with for a long mm. time. So one thing is you shouldn't think that it's going to be the easiest thing. But at the same token, that's also why you shouldn't force yourself into doing it every single day. You can, if that's something you want to aim for, yeah, but... You can aim for it and have the expectation to maybe do it two or three times because it's when you do it that much that you can't sustain it and then you burn yourself out. But what do you if you do burn yourself out, because that can happen with a lot of things. I've burnt myself out with jujitsu when I first started out. I didn't stop. I just decreased my frequency of doing jujitsu each week so mm-hmm. that I could sustain it. You figure out what level is sustainable for you at the time, then you work off of that. It's the same way that I think that we kind of look at food at this point because when we started doing intermittent fasting, I think I started doing that in like 2017 or something like that. I went a little bit too hard. Like, I mean, I was fasting, but there's, I, I would eat one meal a day. Sometimes that meal wasn't enough calories. And I was like, Oh, I'm feeling kind of tired. I need to eat more. So I'd eat more and I'd restrict, I'd, I'd, I'd shut my fast down instead of being like 20 hours or whatever it would be. 14 hours and then I'd allow myself to eat. But the thing is initially fasting didn't feel right because I was used to eating breakfast and a snack and a meal. And I was used to eating all day long, but after doing it for a bit and getting used to the feeling of being kind of hungry, right? I then understood that, Oh, I don't need to eat all day long. Like I can, I can still have some really good enjoyable meals at the end of my day, But eating doesn't have to be something I do all the time whenever my body is like, eat. And some people hear that and they're like, that's an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. It's not normal to respond to hunger all the time your body says, I'm hungry. 
And people hear that and they're like, but you should eat whenever your body says you're hungry. Nah, no, no, no. Cause, cause if I ate every time my body said, wanted, said I'm hungry, I'd be really overweight, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm used. I, I, I know when I'm truly hungry and I know what, that when I just want mm, some Doritos, yeah. there's a difference between wanting to some processed foods that right. are made for you to overeat and continue to consume versus being hungry for a nutritious meal that's filled with micronutrients, that's filled with things that actually fill you up and make you feel full. That's a different level or different feeling of hunger. So that's why this whole, this fasting thing that we're doing is different because too many people are saying, oh, it's, it's an eating disorder, blah, you hear that a lot. Nah, no, 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 no. What we do these days in terms of eating all day long, that shit ain't normal. It's, it's really not. And I'm not trying to tell everybody to fast. I'm not trying to say that. But I'm saying that you should look at all the times you eat and think to yourself, is it truly, do I truly need to eat right now? Or am I just eating because I want to, I, I want to taste something like look at the utility. Cause I still enjoy food massively. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I enjoy everything I eat, but I just understand that I don't need to eat all day long. There's a lot of different ways you can like navigate some of that too. Like, if you did want to address your hunger most of the time when you're hungry, because you find it to be annoying and distracting, you could just work on doing so with a little bit better food. There's a book called Eat This, Not That. It's an mm-hmm. old book, mm-hmm. but it's just it's like swapping out some calories. Um, you could even simplify it if you don't feel like reading that book. And you can just say, I'm going to reach for something that has a good amount of fiber, or I'm going to reach for something that has a good amount of protein. You could pick either one. You pick a piece of fruit. If you eat an apple every time you're hungry, oh, yeah. I, I cannot imagine that you would be overweight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's there's even I mean, there's all kinds of different diets and regimens. I, I believe that that is like a method that people use to help curb their hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be this kind of idea, and you still hear parents say it. Hey, I don't want you to um, spoil your dinner. <laughs> you know, if you eat before you eat. But I think that we should utilize that as an advantage and we should spoil our dinner. We should, but we need to have something that is still healthy for us. So if you can bring down the overall amount of calories and just your mind, like you're, you're so ravenously hungry sometimes, even though you can probably reinterpret that over a period of time, that you just want to eat and eat and eat. But imagine if you had an apple or even an apple um, and a cheese stick or something mm-hmm. like that, which is a kind of normal snack for my, my kids a lot of times. If they eat that and then an hour later they eat, they're most likely going to eat a little bit less dinner. Mm-hmm. They're gonna most likely going to eat a little less dessert. Not that the goal is to always eat less because that can be problematic in and of itself. Yeah. But for the most part, uh, we have a problem of excessive overeating and people have a <clears throat> people have an issue with not only just losing weight, but keeping it off and having some long-term adherence to it. So something like having a protein shake two hours before you eat Mm -hmm. could be something that pulls you back, reins you back in. Let's say that you know for sure that you're going out with a significant other and you want to just, you know you're going to a place that's got great food. You could have something small before you leave the house because you know once you get in that restaurant setting and you're sitting there and you're kind of getting antsy, and, you know, it takes like a, a night out. seems like it takes forever sometimes, especially if you're hungry. Yeah. It can make you antsy, a little irritable. And then you're like just kind of waiting, waiting, waiting. And it can also help you control some of the decisions that you make. 
if you just have some protein, maybe an hour or two before you eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hardest part about eating the apple is <laughs> knowing how much peanut butter you're going to have with it because <laughs> that's the only way that's I'm going to It's bomb. It's so good. I wanted to rewind just a little bit. In Sima, you had said when you first started jiu-jitsu that you, you did a little bit too much and you had to pull back. Mm-hmm. How did you not feel defeated when you pulled back? Because it's new. Like, like the big thing is like when anything is new, you can't do it as like uh, somebody that rolls 13 times a week. And I said that right. There's some people I know that do two a days, multiple times a week. They built up to that. You know, you, you build mm-hmm. up to doing anything at a high capacity. So you can't expect to start off at a high capacity, you know? Like when I first started off jujitsu, I started with like two times a week and there was a time where I was like, I want to progress faster. I'm going to try to go four or five times a week. And I did that for like five weeks and I was fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I was like, All right, let me go, let me, let, let me just try two or three. <laughs> like, let me just do two or three. Cause I was realized like, okay, my body's not used to this. My joints aren't used to this. I can't sustain this, but just because I couldn't sustain it didn't mean that I had to stop doing it altogether. Mm -hmm. And that's the interesting thing because that's the way that people look at changing their habits for exercise or trying to do a trend, like transform their body or starting something as far as nutrition. They go a little bit too hard. They're like, I can't sustain this. And then they, they say it's because that didn't work. That would be the equivalent of me saying this jujitsu shit just doesn't work. I couldn't do it five times a week consistently. My body was getting grizzled and beat up. This jujitsu stuff is bullshit. No, it's just I wasn't ready to do it that often. And that's the same thing when it comes to any type of nutrition protocol or any type of exercise protocol. When you find yourself going a little bit too hard or you find you're not able to sustain something, instead of saying this doesn't work, ask yourself, how can I reel this back to something that I can sustain right now? Because once you're able to learn how to sustain it right now, you can then build off of that. It's the exact opposite of the all-in mentality. Because when you're all in, you, you, you go all in, but then you can't sustain it. And then you quit because you, if you're not all in, you're fucking out. So instead of being all in and out, go all in if you want to. But then understand that when it doesn't work, adjust. Please just adjust. Don't quit. Adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had started the the podcast talking about finish lines and being like, well, there not there really isn't a finish line. Mm-hmm. Like, there's never going to be a time where any of us are not exercising or not, you know, paying some attention to our diet. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you said like we don't think about it all day long, but I do think about like the food. You know, I'm like, yeah. if I'm going somewhere tomorrow, then I know for sure today I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to indulge in whatever it is. But with that in mind bodybuilders will obviously because they have a show on a certain date so they do have somewhat of a finish line and you see like the donuts going around backstage and people Mm -hmm. are celebrating because they're like oh finally i can be done for the average person that's not going to step up on stage do you guys think it is a good idea to set like a time frame on something to set a goal for a certain whether whether it be weight loss or like a vacation that sort of thing, or not, I guess vacation is not the best thing, but let's say, I don't know, we're going to the beach on that weekend. I want to be in a little bit better shape than where I am right now. I have, you know, whatever, 12 weeks to get there. Do you guys think that that's an okay practice? I think the first thing would be like, if someone's trying to lose, if someone needs to lose quite a bit of weight, uh, I would say, why bother putting a time frame on it? Like mm-hmm. you weigh 300 pounds, 400 pounds, you know, you have, you're you're aware you lived in that body for a long time my boy russell 
um, who last week shared with us, maybe two weeks ago, shared with us that he lost a 45-pound plate. So he lost 45 pounds of weight. Um, and that's been in the course of like 18 months. Like that's a, that's a long time um, in accordance to these other, you know, blazing uh, weight loss things that you hear from other people. <clears throat> but Russell also more recently told me that he lost 50 pounds. And that was uh, as of just a couple of days ago. So he lost 50 pounds in the course of like 18 months. He's going to continue <clears throat> to trickle that weight down slowly but surely over time. But like, what's the hurry? Like, okay, maybe um, he's not going to gain any more, uh, any more health by losing the weight a whole lot faster. Uh, in fact, it could be potentially more disastrous in, mm-hmm. in some ways, right? We want him to be able to lose weight and then sustain it. And when he loses that weight, he'll be in a healthy new body. And it's been my kind of prediction the whole time. I'm like, once I can assist him to get to 60 pounds, he, his whole world is going to be on fire. And he's going to want to tell himself to move more and more. And he's already kind of in that zone. But I'm psych- so excited because we've been talking about this next 10 pounds for, for a while. And so he's going to kind of hit his stride. The only time I would say like, the time domains are, are cool is like, I would just change your perspective a bit on why you're losing weight. Like don't necessarily just try to get in shape for that part, that uh, outing that you're going to go on, on a boat or something like that. Um, try to view it like, Hey, when I go and do that, I know that I might drink. I know that I might eat a little bit of weird food. I know that I'm going into a situation that, I'm not exactly sure where my food's going to come from. I don't want to be like, uh, you know, trying to pull out my Tupperware and all these different things mm-hmm. during that time. You could still use some of your strategies that you normally use. Um, but rather than like thinking about it as you're trying to get all crazy shape for that, you're just trying to prep for the fact that you might want to have a little bit longer leash that weekend. Mm-hmm. You might want to just kind of do what other people are doing just out of pure convenience, just out of the fact that, it may enhance some of the situation. So those are, those are some of the, where I would go with some of that. I don't really think the time domains are, I don't think they're insanely important, but I will mention this, you know, in, if you never read atomic habits thing, make sure you check it out because there are things that if you write them down, the more specific you get, the easier it is. It's hard to hit a target that you don't even have. It's hard to see a target that you don't have. So you may, it may be beneficial for some people, but what I don't like about it is with weight loss is what happens when you don't, you know, you know that you didn't. And even if you don't look at that notebook where you wrote it down again, you know that you didn't. And it's like, makes you feel like a real sucker. So I think like writing down, I would like to lose this amount of weight and then buy whenever I want to lose 30 pounds. And if it takes until 2026, I'm cool with it because I want to be a healthier person. I heard something from a trainer when I was 21 or 22. I don't know if I heard it on a podcast or if someone told me this, but you know, they said uh, it's kind of ridiculous people setting these time goals because if it took you 20 years to mm. gain this weight and you have now have maintained this weight for so many years, what makes you think that in 12 weeks or in a month or even in a year, what makes you think that you can lose X amount of pounds? Why? Why do you think that? I'm not saying you shouldn't have the goal, but you, it, it took not only for you to have time to gain this weight, but it took you having all of these habits that may not be ideal for your health. Um, 
you have these habits ingrained that got you here right now. So you can crash diet for a few weeks and maybe you could lose 20 pounds. But this is why people say 95% of diets fail because you crash dieted and you did unsustainable things to lose that weight, but your same bad habits are there. And those same bad habits are going to be there when you're stressed out, when you have a hard day at work, when something doesn't go right with somebody, you're going to turn back to those bad habits and then you'll gain the weight back and probably more because you crash dieted. Mm. So like what you said, Mark, I don't think it's the greatest idea before you have good habits to set a goal in terms of I want to lose this amount of pounds in 12 weeks or six months. I don't think it's a great idea to set that weight goal for that amount of time. Mm -hmm. I think a better goal to set is you guys see all the things that we're talking about here in terms of sleep, in terms of liquid calories, in terms of movement, not just exercise, but movement. Tell you, this is something I, I, I would tell somebody to do. Okay. If you don't get good sleep, Let's have a goal for two or three months from now. Consistent sleep each night, at least six hours. Try to do that five or six times a week. In two or three months, you're going to be someone that gets six hours minimum of sleep, hopefully more. But let's start with minimum six if you're not getting enough. In two months, you're going to be someone who does that pretty much every single night. Because when you're someone who does that every night versus being off and on, getting no sleep on certain nights, if you're able to build that habit other choices are going to be easier. If you're someone who doesn't drink liquid calories anymore and you used to drink soda every day, but you know that you want to get to your end goal and those liquid calories can't be a part of the habits needed to get to that end goal, I'm going to set a goal for three months from now. I'm not going to have any more liquid calories or six days out of the week. I won't have any liquid calories. And on day seven, maybe I'll have something, but, but like you, you won't like just something as far as not drinking soda anymore. Right. Set habit goals and give yourself a certain amount of time to build and sustain these habits. Because when you build and sustain specific keystone habits, if you can maintain those habits, that weight goal is going to come in the future. Like it's going to be there. It's going to come. Because the reason why people are able to set goals for timelines, like I'm 20 weeks out from a show and they can get from point A to point B is because these people already have the habits needed to get from point A to point B. And now because it's so structured, it's like, ah, oh, this is just what I got to do to get here in 20 weeks. And if I actually want to get here in 16 weeks, this is what I do. But it's not, they're not adding anything new into the mix. They're not adding any new habits, any new exercises, anything new. They're doing the shit that they already know what to do. And because they know how to do it, they can now set a timeline for it. If you're coming new into this, you probably shouldn't set a timeline for it because you're going to set yourself up for failure. And you're going to be one of those people who says 95% of diets mm. fail. Mm. So maybe set a time frame, maybe set a time frame for your habits and not necessarily your goal. And think, yeah, set a time frame for habits and not the goal because the person is maybe somebody, be reasonable with it too. Like, let's say, you know, let's say you're going to say all of May, I would like to do the four following things. They could all be new, right? And so you can say, hey, I would love to do out of, out of the 31 days or however many days are in May, I want to do 20, you know, I yes. want to do, you know, like at least some, 20 days yeah. where I get good sleep. Yeah. If you're someone who doesn't right. get good sleep every day. And, it, and when you feel that, and even if you don't get 20, you don't have to feel bad. But when you feel that and you did that 20 times, you'll probably actually get a really good response from it. And you'll be like, 
I'm all in on that. Like, I want to feel that more. And you'll probably mm-hmm. just eventually want to do that more anyway. Yeah, because you know how good it feels to do mm-hmm. that. You know how good it feels to wake up multiple nights in a row, wake up in the morning and feel energized because you didn't drink caffeine right before bed and because you got a good night's sleep. That I, And now that I know what that's like, I know that if I don't get good sleep, I know how shitty I'm going to feel in the morning and I'm not going to make that sacrifice of getting bad sleep. So it's just a, like, that's why we, the main thing we talk about all the time is habits and we try to give habits because if you can build one habit in a certain period of time and then on top of that, build another habit, like I said, the weight's just going to, that, that weight's going to come off at some point. But if you don't have the habits and you aim for the weight and you're just like, I'm just going to do this and do this but you still don't have good habits, you're fucked because you're not, mm-hmm. you don't have the habits needed to mm-hmm. be able to even maintain that fat loss. It all, I, I don't want to say like people are failing, but it does uh, mess with my head when I hear that 95% of all diets fail. Oh, absolutely. Because if you follow the diet, it's not going to fail. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's probably a habit, right? For the, for the people that the diet, like, for the people that eat like us, the diet's not like it's a habit for us to eat this way. Yeah. So like, you know? and again, I don't, I don't want to say like anybody's a failure, but it's like the diet didn't fail you. You didn't follow through on the diet, you know? Yeah. It's just tough. Cause you, I hate telling somebody that, you know, like all diets work period. And then it's like, Oh, but like, well, but you didn't follow it. <laughs> but that, that's the problem with the messaging when it comes to fitness industry. And there yeah. is no off diet. You don't get, you don't get to be off. Like you, <laughs> you don't yeah. get to be off plan. Like you just don't, yeah. Yeah. nobody gets a free, nobody gets a free lunch. You yeah. know, no one gets a free pass. You got to fucking be on plan. You got to be on point. But plan becomes life. Like this is like, yes, like you, <laughs> I ate pizza the other day. I didn't feel like shit. You know what I mean? And that was on plan because I didn't eat during the day. So I ate pizza. You cheated on your diet. There's no, that's the thing. Like, well, even if you wanted to, let's, let's just talk about like cheating on a diet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cheating on a diet would be that you over consumed energy for like, in my opinion, it wouldn't even be for a day because a day I don't think is fair. Like if you're, if you're following a protocol and you're someone that exercises regularly, there's, there are scenarios where I guess you could go all day and really eat a lot and be over your overall calories for the week. But if we're going to talk about like cheating on a diet, I would say the only way to really truly cheat on a diet, I don't want people to get the wrong idea and have like a cheat meal every day either. Mm -hmm. But I think the only real way to cheat on a diet, if you have a clean or a healthy perspective of it is to have multiple days where you overate a, a nice abundance of food to the point where it's going to be to your detriment and it's going to, it's going to probably end up resulting in you having more body fat if your plan was to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I would say for myself, the only time where I have a quote cheap meal is if whatever I ate just didn't have enough protein for me. Mm. Um, when I was sick, I, I really like, um, uh, what's it called? Minestrone soup from spaghetti factory. Minestrone soup. It's really good fucking dope it's, it's so, so simple it shouldn't be that good yeah but, but what, it's fucking dope what is it it's some kind of liquid some noodles and some it's, vegetables uh, <laughs> it's tomato soup basically it's yeah. fucking it's delicious that basil me, that meal i don't know if it's because i was sick but i'm like i'm gonna eat bread 
I'm going to also eat the chicken parm and I'm going to eat the soup. Mm. Looking at that, the whole spectrum of the meal was definitely not enough protein for me. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm not feeling good right now. I'm just going to eat the fuck out of this. To me, that was kind of like a cheat meal. But like in the back of my head, I knew I was like, I didn't eat enough protein. Like that's not enough. But so that's kind of like, I wouldn't say like I look at every meal like that, but I'm always conscious of it to the point where I will say in my head, I got to make up for it like the next, next round, you know, but I don't know if that's like an unhealthy thing to look at it. No, like, like, I think like that's not great. enough proteins, a cheat meal, but it kind of is. No, I think that's great. And Chris Minnis, when he was on the show, he talked about how dialed in his girlfriend is with certain uh, <laughs> protocols for her to, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's does Fucking really, really shows. <laughs> yeah, she does really well on her shows. Um, <clears throat> and he was saying that like, if she misses a meal, she considers that cheating. So she doesn't even like right. miss a meal. So that's an interesting twist on the whole thing. Yeah. I think you can, like, if you're not getting the nutrients that you need and you're not hitting the markers that you want, like for you, you don't want to lose muscle. No, I can't afford it. So you, <laughs> you don't want to be like under your protein amount every day for, you know, two weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. You want to try to get it more into a, to a point where you think you can feel more comfortable about you're heading in the right direction. One thing you mentioned real quick, this is pretty interesting. My girlfriend, she's very fit, um, but she will eat five or six meals a day. And sometimes like, do you want to get some soup? Do you want to? She's like, no, I'm good. I'll cook at home. Like, like she, she, she like that, mm. but that's the way she eats. She, she will eat breakfast. She, she like, she'll have a healthy snack. She'll eat multiple times a day, but that's her. She doesn't feel super restricted or anything. Cause when we got pizza the other day, she just got a pizza. Nice. Like it wasn't a big deal, but she's one of those people who likes to eat, you know, that is a way of doing, day. that is a way of doing things. I mean, it's yeah. worked for bodybuilders for years and years and, and she despises fasting. <laughs> I've recommended certain meal plans for people before where they do eat more often. And they're like, man, I can't even get through my meals. Mm -hmm. But these are just protocols that you might want to try, like if you struggled with it. And it's also the reason why we don't get enough people to come into fitness is because sometimes they might pick up that we're talking about fasting and they're like, that's not for me. Yeah, Peace out. And they bounce. and They don't realize that we do talk about some other stuff. There, there's a lot of different ways of doing this. And if you wake up first thing in the morning and you have a good amount of protein and then three, four hours later, you have another good amount of protein, three, four hours later, you have another good, you're going to feel pretty full all day. This woman eats meat like no other. Like what, yeah. like she's a, she eats like 190 grams of protein a day at around 145 pounds. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. Protein is like, it's almost... You know, I don't want to say it's like a free macronutrient, but it seems to be pretty damn close. You know, Andrew did his own little, yeah. uh, one, you know, experiment of one over there. But you, you can load up on protein and you're not going to see the scale head. Uh, you're not going to see the weight go up on the scale mm-hmm. a lot. No, I thought for sure. Mass. I tried. I, I was like, Mark's full of shit. There's no way I could eat as much protein as I want. Like, no way. I put together... I want to say it was like two and a half weeks straight of like 300 grams or more of protein per day. And I just got exhausted. It was like, it, it became really difficult to hit that mark. And now dude, I, I didn't gain any weight. Mm-hmm. Like I probably got, got not shredded, but I probably lost fat and gained muscle from that. Yeah. Makes me want to do it again. Not say you have to eat <laughs> that much protein, but just that's, that's like when I look at the it's eating, a strategy, it's a strategy. Like like looking at her eat and then I like mm. look at other people who have high eating frequency, 
these people also have typically a good volume of protein in each one of their meals, which is and, – and that's one of the things that like when you're making a meal or when pe- a lot of people are cooking and dieting, a lot of times you have a lot of energy calories, maybe a lot of carbs and fat and not enough protein in that. It's not going to be that satiating and as far as building muscle over time and curbing appetite over time, you're not going to feel full very long and you'll want to eat again. That's what we're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. So whether you fast, whether you don't, you have good eating frequency. A big thing is protein. Protein. And if you try and if you try to fast and you find out that you corner yourself into a position where you can't eat enough, well, that's not a good diet either. So you gotta open up the playbook a little bit. You might have to eat three times a day. You know, that's a lot of times for me I eat like two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. It's usually like Meal, meal, meal. Like (laughs) when I get home, I'll like, I'll have a meal and then maybe just like a little bit of time goes by and I'll eat another meal. And then I'll usually have like a steak shake or something to end the night. Meal, meal, meal. Meal, meal, meal. Boom. And and I'm done. And I, and I fucking love that. It's great. Cause like I, I feel like, and I didn't do any of this, but I feel like I hunted for the day and now I got my kill and now I'm going to eat it. I went out and I worked for the day, got my hands dirty, which I really didn't do that either because I'm a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I did some back-breaking work in my own mind, and yep. then I go home and seek the rewards. It would, it would be fun, not not for like a Smelly's Kitchen or maybe like a spinoff of it, but like filming like a full day of eating, which is like one meal, meal, meal for mm-hmm. you. But then like trying the opposite for you guys to see what it's like to eat breakfast, snack, lunch, yeah. snack, dinner. Just that way you guys can compare and, I don't know, just get your thoughts on it. Because I, I would be interested in hearing or seeing, especially you, Mark. I know you have done that mm-hmm. for years and stuff. But, yeah. like, lately you haven't been even bothering mm-hmm. with it. If it, like, would, I don't know, help a workout or slow you down or whatever. It'd be fun just to the, see what you ate throughout the, problem, the day. Yeah, the issue is that if I eat, I just, I just, I, I'm, like, occupied and consumed by that. Right. So, if I had any brains and I could eat like a small amount of food and then work out, you know, about an hour later, like ideally, like I would eat something small, I would go for a walk and I'd come back in and I'd crush a great workout and I probably would feel better Mm -hmm. with a little bit of food. But it's like, man, I don't know. Once I open up that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Once that crowbar gets in there and opens up that hunger, it's like, it's over. You know, the interesting thing is we've talked about this. I mean, I will have days where I wake up and just like, you need to eat. Just just have like have yeah. a breakfast. Mm-hmm. But then after I have that breakfast, I really don't eat much for the rest of the day until I get home mm-hmm. again. Then I'll have I'll smash a big meal. Like so like I get hungry on those days too. It's like kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, now I'm really hungry. Mm-hmm. But one thing, one aspect of like luckily what what we do is like we're usually busy for quite a bit of our day. Mm-hmm. So we don't really think about food. Yep. Right? Like you you're we're always doing something. Except for during Chinese the day. food. Except for Chinese Except food, bro. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Somebody sent us some how come no one sent us some fucking Chinese food? I don't know. Well, get us a gift fans. card to some Chinese spot if you guys Jesus. want to send that over to Christ. what's the address? Yep. 855 Riverside, Riverside Parkway, Parkway Suite 10. 10. West Sacramento, California. I don't know the zip code. Well, you guys can type that in. If they you want to send us some out. gift cards for like uh, PF Chang's or anything, you can do that. 95605? Get close enough. What Chinese spot do you like? Uh, it's called Tea Garden in, in Elk Grove. Yeah, go to their website and it's buy Android Digital Gift Card. Insanely good. We won't. It's use like it. too good. I did make. There's a like they're like, it's called Bear Chicken from Costco. 
bear? B A R E. Yeah, like B A like it's like you know it's oh, nothing yeah. but chicken, but it's usually not. It's like breaded. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. But I have that with rice and then Jihu sweet chili. It's called bear chicken and it's breaded. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, the macros are pretty good. Um, it's not fantastic. That's some shit branding, though. Like, <laughs> well, I think the thing is, it's like, oh no, it's like just chicken, like organic, just fried chicken. chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's good. Just chicken with canola oil and bread all over. Yep, <laughs> that's hilarious. Dude, I dig but it. air fried with uh, sweet chili. So G Hughes is the man. So sweet chili, and then I'll put orange um essential oil inside of the sweet chili so it mm-hmm. t- ends up tasting like orange chicken dude it is it is that mm. good trader joe's has this orange chicken that's just <sighs> you just like microwave it or whatever put it yeah. in the oven it's good i shit. think you can microwave this but what's cool is like on the label it actually has like air frying instructions Ooh. which is smart because Fuck it's like fitness let's go get some chinese food huh? <laughs> Dude. Oh yeah, I had Coldstone last night. It was Spot fucking good. Oh, that's so the good. best. It's still, it's still so around. Yes, go oh, what? I didn't what? Even know. I, a bunch of them shut down. What? Yeah, mine's like walking distance from my house. Oh, that's terrible. I can walk to Coldstone. like oh ten minutes God. away. It's What'd called. You get? There we go. So it's um, a peanut butter dough something. Oh, Ooh, peanut butter. Yeah, I'm but down. it was peanut butter dough ice cream with Reese's pieces, butterfingers, um, peanut butter sauce. And I had a god peanut butter there. sauce. That's so good. <laughs> so peanut butter sauce. Peanut butter is my favorite. And how the, the fuck do they make peanut butter sauce? I don't know. It's, it's like so the, good. It's like a coconut oil and MCT oil. God, you know, they, just <laughs> take, they just take the good stuff out. Maybe mm. dog. I don't know. Oh, but it's called just milk. bare chicken, so it says lightly breaded chicken breast chunks. Mm. It's fucking. It's delicious. You trying to get a scholarship? Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Holler at me. That. Get it at Costco. I always load up. Bear chicken, please put Andrew through school for us. Yeah. Thank you very much. Try to get this motherfucking scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> what anyway, movie is that from? It's from Pineapple Express. Oh, God. oh, wow. It's been a minute. I love that shit. He's like dribbling like an exercise ball, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get him like a motherfucking scholarship. What's that movie where Robert Downey Jr. did blackface? That's, yeah, I think that's Tro- it. No, Tropic Thunder. Oh, Thunder. Tropic yeah, Thunder. yeah, yeah. No matter what anybody says, that shit was hilarious. That's a great what movie. What do you mean, and you people? Just so people, like, I don't know. People don't understand that when Robert did that, that was ironic. Like, it was a joke about how blackface isn't a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like it was. Guys, watch that movie. It's great. What's the it's movie great you film. always refer to? White Chicks, right? I love White Chicks, yeah. yeah that that shit's great. fucking great. <laughs> they did White Face. That shit was awesome. Yeah. It was uh, incredible, that it movie. It was great. There's a version of it. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. A version of it. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know, they they gave him like the discounted version where like they left shit in, it's like the director's cut or whatever. Oh, okay. Watching it with Jasmine and I was like, oh shit, you can't be watching this. Like it gets weird. Like they start playing with a dildo and stuff. It's fucking wild. But I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I was, this actually is kind of interesting. I was in the, well, we were in, I was in the sauna <laughs> with Graham the other day. And we, we talked, we were talking to this woman. Her name was Ashley Betchley. She had this podcast called something, but Betch was in the title. Son like, of a Betch, please. Yeah. It, I think it was called Betch, please. Or something <laughs> like that. that it, was, it was something that was really punny off please. of her last name. But she said, because we ended up talking about like sex for some reason. And <laughs> she said that <laughs> when her mother had the sex talk with her when she was 14 years old, she came into the room with a dildo 
no. and said, all I want for you in life is to have sexual pleasure and chocolate. Oh, Graham was like, oh, he has a chocolatey voice. And then I was like, why do you, why are you calling it chocolatey? What's, but then we got into sex from chocolate. Anyway, that was her, that oh, was I part thought, of the sex talk from her mother. I thought when she said, I want you to have great sex and chocolate, that's when Graham was like, he has a chocolatey voice. No, Graham said got that it. before, okay. I was like, which got us into, chill. Okay. that got us into, but the, apparently her mother, when she was 14, gave her a dildo that's and then had the sex talk and, but talk I'll, about grooming. He, he, a wow. brand new dildo or hers? Oh, yours. <laughs> she got a hand me down, sanitized, like, just cleaned it thoroughly. <laughs> um, this one smells funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but real talk. And there we go. What do you think about that sex talk? Like, it is interesting because I never had a sex talk, probably because no, I had a single man. mother. But at the same time, it's like. Well, because you were looking gonna, at porn before she could have that talk with you. Well, I think a dildo would like totally confuse things a bit. <laughs> Depending on how old you are. Yeah. I don't have a daughter, but I'm just wondering like, huh. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, I'm going to let my wife handle that one. For sure. But <laughs> you know what? Yeah. How, how, how would you guys handle that? How I don't do, even how really do, know how much of a conversation you need to oh, have man. other than to say like, you need like wear protection. You know? Yeah. Like... Because I think as they get older, they kind of understand like what the fuck's going on, right? Yeah, Oddly enough, especially today. But well, especially today. But the amount of women that I've heard didn't understand, like, didn't even know what an orgasm felt like until they mm. were much older. Right. That's an interesting. Yeah. Like, I knew what that was at eleven. Oh well, yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> that's great. Let's do it again. You know what I mean? But it's not as easy for girls. Yeah. yeah no, that's so, different. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no way I'm having that talk, but, <laughs> but, well, at least you got, you but know. the thing is though, like she, you're wearing her favorite show, like friends. Yeah. She loves that show. They uh-huh. talk about sex all the time. Mm. They talk about like sleeping with each other and blah, blah, blah. So like she knows that like it, you know, a little like surface area, surface area, TV rated type shit. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all you need to know <laughs> for right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. How did we get here? Should I we stop? Know, happens every we time. We should stop, but. Yeah. yeah. Guys, tell us how you had the sex talk with your kids, because this is actually, this might help out the audience. And if you want to get more of this conversation a little bit deeper, head to Discord, because Discord be popping. We got uh, over 700 people in there now. So. <laughs> That's why. Y'all can go back and forth with how to teach your children about sex. I think my and kids other things. learned a lot just by walking in on us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> The weird thing, though, <laughs> they were like, "What were you guys doing? Like, why did you open? We were the, having an argument. Why did you open the door and call us to come over here, though? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> we had time to have the talk. I was <laughs> like, uh, they were like, "What were you guys doing? I was like, "You guys know, you know what we were doing, right? And they're like, kind of like looking at each other. And I was like, we were having sex. Like, that's, you know, that's what we do, you know? And they were like, they're like, what? <laughs> That's amazing. I thought you were joking. But no, I'm 100% serious. Awesome. Yeah, no, That I mean, makes sense. But I've talked with, at that point, I talked with Jake already about it, and I'm sure he told his sister or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Hamish was just telling me the other day, he's like, Jake's told me all the bad words that I know. I was like, not my son, Jake. I was like, there's no, no way. My sweet boy. <laughs> yeah. How dare no you s- yeah. accuse him of that? Yeah, I'm like, you're lying. That does remind me, now that I think about it. Uh-oh. We were probably a little bit louder than we should have been, but <laughs> this was after we had my son, so like it had been a long time. But uh, my wife told me the next day that our daughter 
was like, I'm going to be paying attention to your stomach from now on. Cause she hurt us. And so she thought that we were going to have another kid because we had been talking about that. So she heard us having sex and was thinking uh. that we got pregnant again. <laughs> and I was like, uh Oh, and then she's like, and then I went into her room and That's like, great. I can totally hear you snoring. We definitely, she could 100% hear us. I'm like, oops, <laughs> Duh. my bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very like when I hear this stuff from you guys, it is very interesting because my childhood was very different. Obviously single mom. I never had any of those run-ins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which no, is I remember wild. hearing, yeah, my parents, but yeah. it was like, oh, gross. Yeah. But, yeah, no. But never never hey, had your, the talk. Your parents were just making mad love in their room. There's nothing wrong but with that. But when you're like 12, 13, you're know, just, just trying like, to get you to think about it. No, I'm good. no, that doesn't like, gross me out. It just good. was like weird in the moment. Like, yeah. oh, I know what they're doing and it's happening right now. <laughs> Like, oh, it is my dad's birthday or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this fucking show. We always end up here. Yeah. Take us on out of here, Andrew. All right. If you guys are still watching, please make sure you guys hit that like button. We sincerely appreciate it. And drop us a comment down below. Let us know when you guys had the talk. Um, I didn't ever had that talk as you can tell. And uh, please follow the podcast at MB Power Project on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you guys are subscribed here on YouTube and turn on those bell notifications so you don't miss another upload. Uh, my Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and SEMA. Where are you at? Check out Discord. Oh, yeah, the Discord. And Reddit. It's in the bio. And SEMA ending on Instagram and YouTube. And SEMA Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter, Mark. Just want to say, perfect is the enemy of the good. Oof. Like that's you know you're trying to be perfect with this stuff. There's no, I don't think there's any extra added benefit to it unless you're a professional, unless you're somebody that already uh, instilled those habits, as Nsimo was pointing out. So you're just trying to get started in fitness. Just try in whatever way that you possibly can. It can be as simple as starting to put one foot in front of the other. Um, see if you can implement something into your. Uh, daily habits that that become something that you can kind of hold on to for a long time i really liked what Insima said about uh, setting a time frame or time domain on how long you're going to hold on to a habit because once you uh do that um you know maybe the focus is there rather than the focus being on the goal but if you have a four or five things that are cascading disciplines that come down from uh, a particular goal and you can hold on to those things What's it going to look like at the end of 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? Um, you're probably going to be feeling a lot better. You're probably going to be heading in the right direction. Probably going to feel pretty goddamn good about the things that you, the decisions that you're making. Mm-hmm. Strength is never weakness. Weakness never strength. I'm Apps. Mark Smelly Bell. Catch you guys later. Mm-hmm.